0: Welcome to the Linting from Lent podcast brought to you by Shambly Methodist Church. I'm Eric Lee, one of the pastors.
1: And I'm Stacey Rushing, the other pastor. We're excited to join you on this journey for a seven episode podcast where we are going to be discovering joy and Lent together. And our inspiration for this podcast is a book by Max O. Vincent. Because of this, I rejoice. We hope you will all pick up a copy and join us in this conversation. So, Eric, let's get started.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of our podcast, Lenting from Lent, which is just sort of a play on words. We're not turning our back on the practice of Lent, but we're acknowledging that much of what often characterizes Lent, uh, the the suffering, the sacrifice, the solemnity, we've been dealing with that for a year. And so uh, we're turning our attention to the joy that we can find during the Lenten season. And we're reading a book by Max Vincent, Because of This I Rejoice, that's based on Philippians. And the chapter we're leaning into this week is about joyful asceticism. And so as always, I'm thankful to have Pastor Stacy with us, and uh, we welcome Dennis Muzahuzi. He's our new youth minister at Shambly First Methodist, and he's um, got some great experience that I think is going to help us all to have better understanding and insight into asceticism, which, by the way, is a difficult word to say, and, uh, and also can be difficult to understand. So, uh, Stacy, what does that even mean, asceticism?
1: Well, thankfully, our good friend Max remembers his seminary Greek better than I do. <laughs> <And> <laughs> in the book, he tells us that uh, the Greek verb, "askein" means to practice, to exercise, to work. And I'm really glad to have Dennis here today because you all know I'm, I'm not an athlete. <laughs> and so <laughs> there are things I have practiced. I exercise when I'm forced and I do try to work hard. But I, I, I think uh, Dennis is an asset to this, in, this conversation because Dennis, you played soccer. You are a soccer player and you've coached soccer. So I wonder how, how you can relate uh, exercise and work to this practice of Christian asceticism as you've seen it in sports.
2: Yes, well, uh, soccer can be a bit challenging. So you have um, a few obstacles in soccer. You have to maneuver. You have, um, you know, it calls for consistency, calls for exercise. Um, But the joy is in knowing that you know you can still have fun as you practice, Uh, and you can still maneuver the obstacles in soccer and have fun as yeah
0: yeah i appreciate that paul uses the analogy there in philippians 3 of running a race like he, you know he talks about our faith like running a race and and keeping our eyes on the prize and running to the end and and you know i'm with you dennis i i enjoy playing sports not soccer um i couldn't use my hands and and there was way too much running in that sport for me um, but played other things you know basketball tennis and and i think about the practice um, that I had in those sports and just comparing that to our faith, you know, that, that there is value in practicing and, and working and exercising our spiritual muscles, uh, just like our physical muscles in sports. Um, so, it, you know, I wonder Dennis, like, how would you relate practice on the soccer field to, you know, making you a better soccer player? to practicing the disciplines of your faith to making your faith stronger
2: yeah i i mean just like just like playing soccer uh in faith if you want to get better and you know there's that um wait if i can relate back to youth ministry you always tell them like you want to read your bible and pray every day if you want to grow so even in soccer like you know you're constantly going to practice bettering yourself just like you know on the other side in faith every day you want to encourage yourself to do your daily devotions you know to do your prayers to meditate upon the word the bible says we should meditate upon his word day and night so as a christian you're working with those disciplines of you know you're praying you're reading the word you're meditating And other things, you know, like fasting. You know, if you can do it, comes in, and your faith will grow.
0: Yeah, I used to be jealous of the people on my team who seemed to hardly practice. You know, if they came to practice, they didn't try very hard, or they didn't practice at all. But they had so much natural ability that they could still compete and win, and uh, I was not that person. So it was like, if I was going to be a good tennis player, it oh, meant man. I was going to have to practice. Like I had to get out with a basket of tennis balls and hit another and another and another and do it today and the next day and the next day. Uh, and I agree with you, Dennis. Like I, I feel like putting in that effort um, yeah. to practice and to work, and to okay. exercise, um, learning oh. that sport. It, it made me a better player. I mean, I, there's still some people that just the natural abilities far outweighs what, you know, I could do even with practice. But but I saw improvement in myself, you yes. know, and that, that was valuable to your yeah. point about the joy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just even seeing myself grow. Um, I, I found joy in it. Yes. Um, also,
2: I think as part of it in sports, you know, there are sports that are individual sports, but also there are sports that are Collective sports, soccer is one of them, and even like maybe tennis, you're on a team of some sort. You know, uh, there are times when you play doubles, right? When you're playing two of you, so very good. Dennis. If you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're playing, you know, with another person and a team, it's important that collectively you're practicing.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
2: basketball, you can be good, born with a talent, but you cannot play alone. You know, you need a team. If you're good as you know, you have that natural talent, but your team is not really good. I don't think you can win a lot. So even as Christians, there are times when we need our body of Christians to support each other. So um, it says that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm strengthening you Peter so you can go and uh, give strength to those your brothers who are weak. So in that way, we can act like a candle as Christians to kind of light each other's candle. Collectively we grow.
0: Yeah. That makes me think about the, um, the relay races, right? Mm -hmm. Where you pass the baton where one passes the baton to the next. Yeah. That's a great visual Mm -hmm. image. I,
1: I was thinking of my kid. So one of my children has played soccer for a small bit. She has about the athletic ability that her father and I have, so it's wasn't a long soccer career. <laughs> but when you watch little kids play and practice soccer, they're very individually driven, right? Their goal is to get the ball and to shoot it. And if you watch like a five-year-old soccer match, it's it's chaos. <laughs> it's playing together, oh yeah. And you think of but you think of watching pro games and how much different the formations on the field look. And I think about that with our faith too, right? Like we start out little and we just want that ball and we want to kick it through the goal. It doesn't matter what's Mm. happening around us. And then as we grow in our faith, we realize, oh, if we can utilize the community, the team that's built around us Mm. in faith, like we will be more effective in this game in faith.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Max points out in the book, like, um, sometimes even that term asceticism or, you know, that, that practice can feel weighty, um, and like, like a demand on you Mm -hmm. or an expectation, uh, or pressure or, um, some kind of routine that, that you have to submit yourself to and, and I, I think with that perception with sports and, and with faith, right? Like that, that can rob the joy, um, of the experience for you. Um, and so there's, there's something to be said about, um, being motivated or, um, being connected to the joy of the exercise of the work of the yeah. practice. And, and, and Dennis, we, we were talking just a little while ago before we started recording about the um the idea that there's joy in the outcome yes of our work of, yes. of our um of our exercise and practice and there's also joy in the moment mm. uh, as we're doing it what and you you had some good things to say i thought about the the joy of the outcome like uh, where we keep our eyes yes focused
2: yeah i think you know as a like you know in running you know it could be maybe soccer but it could be also like in running you're always focused on the the finish line, on the prize, you know. Um, It could be long distance running, you know. You want to make it to the end. You know, though there are challenges along the way, your body may feel weak, your legs may feel heavy, uh, but the joy in your mind is like, you know, I want to hit that finish line and cross it and feel accomplished. Uh, But as for us as Christians, I think our... Joy is in knowing that you know, though things may not go well where we're still here, but once we transition into the heavenly life, that's our biggest price, and, and everyone wants to accomplish that. You know, it's the first reason, it's the principle of uh, the prime reason as to why we're Christians, we want to end up one day in heaven, and I think there's joy in that.
0: Yeah, and I think about the joy in the moment as well, mm-hmm. um, like running. They, yeah. they talk about a runner's high,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that a runner experiences while they're running, this euphoria, almost, that they feel. I say they because I'm like you, Stacy. I don't run unless something's chasing me and mm-hmm. um, and try not to run long distances even then, yeah. Um but, but they say that runners, when you run long distances, that you, you, that kicks in that feeling that, um, and it may be endorphins, it may be other things, but it's a psychological sort of a euphoric mm. feeling of this joy, this high that you feel. Mm. And, and, and I, the times I have run some, like you, you feel your lungs expanding
2: yeah. as you
0: breathe in and breathe out and you feel your muscles expanding mm. and, and strengthening. And you're like, it's like, you're doing something that your body was made to do. And uh and you're filling up with the sense of that and an awareness of that. And and it's like your body's being freed. And I think it's the same thing in our faith, right? As we exercise our faith, even in that moment, we experience the joy of being who we were created to be and exercising and building up those spiritual muscles um that that I think is for now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as well as you know, the future and yeah. and, and eternity. Yeah. Um, so, you
2: know, I was talking to the youth, uh, last Sunday, yesterday, and, um, we were talking about how we draw closer to God, you know, I was using sports, you know, when you're far away, you can throw a football, uh, you know, maybe when you're close by, you can throw a football and someone can catch it, but, you know, when you're far away, there are chances that you may not make the mark, you know, so. As Christians, I think that the joy in it is understanding that, you know, as we draw closer and closer to God, we feel like our relationship is actually even growing stronger and we feel like we're understanding more his ways and how he wants us to live. I think that joy uh, is kind of instant. And the more you get to know God, the more you understand what He's communicating, you know. So uh, I think it's important. Uh, as we practice, we practice every day, and every day we get closer to God, and that way our faith is also growing, and our joy in that is also growing.
1: Mm-hmm. I keep chewing on, Dennis, something you said earlier about when, when you practice soccer, you practice maneuvering obstacles, Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, I'm visualizing, like when you set up cones and the players yes. dribble through them in ways that I can't even understand, <laughs> but I've seen it happen.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and I was thinking about how you've coached, you've coached mm-hmm. soccer players. So you've played yourself, Definitely. But you've also coached people who are <laughs> developing their skill set, And I'm wondering, um, how you maybe have taught them the practice of asceticism, maybe not by that word, but I imagine that as oh. you're coaching, uh, young men and women to play soccer, you have to help them realize things they're going to have to give up Yeah, to reach the level they want. I mean, have you ever encountered a player you've really had to work with and say like, you you got to commit this time or you've got to give up this practice?
2: Well, yeah, uh, many times, you know, you uh, working with young people and it may be hard, you know, uh, difficult for them to really, um, you know, if, especially if they are not, looking into oh I want to go to college and play soccer you know things maybe just like they feel pushed but as you try to simplify the sport for them try to simplify the training sessions for them they start finding the joy in it you know so for me also on the Christian side you know new Christians or uh Christians that have not yet taken time maybe to dig deep you know you as as uh other congregation members, or just, you know, the leadership tries them on soft things. Slowly they start gaining the joy of it. And they, you know, they become uh, uh, really, they get into the faith and they start working that way. So, I mean, to go back to sports a little bit, you, um, I, I found like my, my players started finding joy in it when they realized they started understanding the rules that you know govern soccer but also how we simplify those small practice sessions so they can enjoy them
1: yeah, mm. mm-hmm. yeah i'm hearing almost like imagining me on a soccer field and you trying to coach me dennis bless you if you ever <laughs> have that experience but you know the biggest obstacle for me that i would have to remove is is just the fear that i couldn't do it and i love what you said breaking it up into small pieces. And I think that with our faith too, right, we look at the totality of a faith life and say, I could never do this or that. I mean, especially with asceticism, we look at like the desert mothers and fathers, early Christians who literally moved away from everything. And we're like, well, that's not like, I love God, but that's a lot. But if you break it down into little bits, what were they doing? Like what Max talks about in the book, they were, they were putting themselves in a place where they could focus on what God wanted to work on in their lives. And if you break it down in those small bits, I think in that way, you can find joy and faith, just like you've described uh, joy and how you help people find joy in soccer by removing that fear or the doubt or the thinking that you can't do it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Because, um, and, you know, Eric, you jump into it real quick, but uh, um, you, you, like when it's, we're practicing heading the ball, right, you want to start them in a short distance and they get used to that. And then you kind of extend the distance, extend the distance, and now they can come and jump and hit it, hmm. you know. But before it just, if you throw it at them, it just looks, oh, this boy's gonna hit my head. <laughs> like I don't want to hit it, you know. But slowly they get used to that and expand the distance, and it works, and they have fun in it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was thinking,
0: Stacy, the point in the book where max talks about paul and how paul even names his own pedigree as something that he was willing or acknowledged he felt called to lay down um Mm -hmm. you know as like an obstacle like you were saying so um sometimes maybe not 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 even just fear but um but maybe the the other way around you know there, there may be things in us or about us that um asceticism calls us to lay down um, and to be willing to let like, go of or navigate uh, like Dennis was talking about um and that that's not necessarily sports driven right that's um just knowing ourselves yeah. as we enter into a a disciplined life of mm-hmm. practicing a faith mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Well, Gary I know you and I have talked about this before we came into ministry different. I was a first career minister, so this is all I've known. But you had a career before ministry, and a lot of folks who are uh, answering a call to ordained ministry to become pastors of congregations have an experience of, of letting go. I wonder if you'd share a little bit about what you had to, what pedigree you had to lay aside. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I wouldn't call it my own personal pedigree, except to the point that, right, it was my training. And so the, the work I did before I was a pastor working for an accounting firm, uh, and I will share this story because it, it, it was meaningful to me. Um, yeah, I worked for five years generating reports for clients and eventually managing people who were doing that and uh, I'd have to review those reports and proofread them. And then we even had a proofreading department, right, that your material went to before it could be signed off and go to a client. And so it was was a meticulous process to make sure everything was spaced correctly and punctuated correctly. And and, and then I I left that career to become a pastor. And the first church I went to was, you know, sort of on the rural outskirts of North Georgia. And I saw the first newsletter that got produced while I was there. And I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Uh, Just the grammar, the punctuation, the capitalization, incomplete sentences, the lack of detail, like it, it threw me for a loop. And, uh, I had to sit down with the senior pastor. I was an associate pastor sit down with the senior pastor and ask like, what is this? (laughs) Like, and, um, and, and so we spent a minute fleshing that out, just sort of what I was accustomed to what I, the expectations I had, what I understood ministry to be. And, um, and he helped me to think about the people involved, um, the volunteers, um, people of a variety of backgrounds, but who had a calling and and desire to serve and give of themselves and their time. And, um, and he helped me see a bigger spiritual picture for the life of the church and a life of faith beyond just what was produced on paper. And, And that's so much how I had been trained, but I'm, I was thankful for that experience that uh, taught me that I could lay some of those things down um, for the sake of something deeper, something greater, something spiritual that was happening among us.
1: Gosh, you yeah, that's making me think about just the past year and the one-year anniversary coming up on and if you would ask any of us a year ago, what we would be willing (laughs) to set aside, you know, what would you be willing to limit and, and give up? I don't think any of us would have willingly walked this journey. But I also think over the past year and the joy and, and letting go of some of the things that we were holding and how in our faith life, sometimes what we have to let go of is this idea that, that God can only be in this box or look like this, or God only wants us if we're this or have done this or pray the best or yeah. have the best voice when we read the scripture or and and so often i wonder I, I worry you know people pass by god's call in their life because they say well i'm not hmm. you know because th- they have this idea they need to lay down and realize that yeah. there's joy in just being and, ex- and answering and learning and seeing what tools you'll need to do hmm. what you're called to do
2: Yeah, um, I think, you know, I think the book talks about running um, in a way that he's not running to win races, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, running to, for the discipline of the body, just to discipline the body. But when you look at Christianity and uh, I don't think like God is calling us to be perfect, exactly, you know, like you have to stand out, you know. I think he wants us to enjoy the, the, the journey, like, you know, jumping in however you are, wherever you are, uh, uh, whichever your background or, you know, what you believe in, as long as you're accepted to join the journey, you know, slowly you start developing your own discipline. And that comes with your personal relationship with God. Uh, but not to say that, oh, you have to be perfect for you to be a Christian.
0: Yeah. yeah Yeah. and there's a joy that we find in that journey and we we, the joy we find is in the lord Mm -hmm. not not in our own perfection but but in the lord being with us on as we run Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah.
1: yeah and i love how paul talks about that in this chapter of philippians i think it's uh Three eight, where he says, "But even beyond that, I consider everything a loss in comparison to the super, superior value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. I've lost everything for Him, but what I lost, and this is the common e- English translation, but what I lost, I think of as sewer trash, so that I might gain Christ. Uh, you know, understanding that w- w- whatever we lose is so small compared to the the greatness of of that release, that joy of realizing that that relationship with Christ, God." God is in control and and will care for us, will help us run that race.
2: And, you know, I think you start losing those things when you are enjoying the journey and knowing that, oh, you know, this is a wonderful relationship. For me to keep this relationship with my God, maybe I should put this aside and enjoy the journey. But it's not like, okay, when you're just coming in, you need to lose this, 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 and this. Enjoy the journey. Along the way, you start digging deeper. And you understand the relationship you're building that this is really important. So for it to be really amazing relationship, some of these things are going to drop because of the kind of relationship you're building. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. This has been such a good conversation. Dennis, you've almost convinced me to learn how to play soccer, I think. <laughs> I'm going to set my own fear aside. <laughs> I'm going to exercise and work on this journey.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know someone who could coach you.
1: I mean, I mean, and I'm so thankful uh, for Dennis yeah, and I'm yeah. so thankful he's a part of our team. Dennis, you've brought joy to our team. And, and oh. as someone who came to church in faith and felt the call to ministry as a youth, I am so thankful yeah. you are working with the young people in Shambly. And uh, thank you for being a part of this time. Before we go today, would you offer a prayer for us?
2: Definitely. Well, and thank you for having me here at Shambly. Let's pray. Uh, dear God, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are in our lives and we thank you for the relationship that we're building as Christians with you and knowing that you are not judging us, like knowing that you are accepting us the way we are and trusting that we will build our relationship together and uh, slowly build our discipline in the things that you want us to become. Um, We pray for each and every one each and every member of Ashhamble United Methodist and entire body of the United Methodist Church. Um, may you help us to grow as Christians and also develop a certain discipline um, as Christians. In all this, we pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Dennis.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you yeah. both. And thanks, everyone listening. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Stacy. Enjoy soccer lessons. Thank you. I will let y'all know how that goes. Do
0: some private <laughs> lessons.
1: Church and a cast, you'll know.
0: <laughs> thanks for joining us for this episode of Linting from Lent, brought to you by Shambly Methodist Church. Uh, there'll be a new episode that'll drop every Wednesday between now and Easter, so be sure and check back and listen in. And there's also some other things you can do to be a part of this conversation. Stacy, what else can they do?
1: Well, if you want to know more about Because of This, I Rejoice, either the book or if you want to keep the discussion going with a small group at Chambly UMC, you can check out our episode notes and click on the link.
0: Be sure and come back next Wednesday and pick up in this conversation about how we're discovering joy this Lent season. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.